What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jordan. And this is Desmond. And welcome to episode 122 of Two Black Nerds. Yeah. That's right. It's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment. As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support. And of course, join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Black Nerds. We appreciate that love, y'all. And let's not forget to mention, we have merchandise that's available now at twoblacknerds.com. Go check out our Nerds of the Night collection inspired by the Batman. We got t-shirts, crewneck city stickers, mugs, and tote bags. So go ahead and place those orders right now. On today's show, we're reviewing episode three of Marvel Studios, Miss Marvel. We'll be getting into all of the big moments and reveals from the latest installment. But before we get to any and all of that, we're kicking off this podcast with our general thoughts about the episode. So we recently just reviewed the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Of course, mm-hmm. you can go listen to those right now. And I know both of us pretty much agreed that that first episode might have been the best Disney Plus MCU premiere that we've gotten thus far. And then we rolled into episode two last week, which was still a very, very exciting and good episode probably not exactly to the heights of the first episode but Mm -hmm. still a solid entry into the series and still progress the story and the momentum forward now we're already at the halfway point of course these disney plus series tend to only be six episodes long so we've already reached the midway point of this brand new original series and so with that said man before we get into our spoiler filled thoughts about episode three i'll pass it over to you what did you generally think about this latest edition of ms marvel Man, you know, they're, they're, those first two episodes really put a, a good foundation, you know, on a show that, you know, again, we were, we were worried about. Um, and, I, and I have to say this episode kind of follows suits with the second one to me, I think, a little bit. They're very different episodes, but this is still not the first for me. The first one is still very much a little bit more exciting um, and a, a, a little bit more of that uh, artistic and directorial touch on that first one that I still just didn't feel quite in on the second one or this one, um, the, the episode from this week. But I still enjoyed this episode a lot. And that's because there's still a lot being answered <laughs> in every episode. I, there, we've, we've seen so many shows where it's like, OK, you're asking more questions than you're answering. And even though they keep presenting new questions in, in, in this episode, they still answer a lot of the ones that we had before and without waiting to tell us, you know, too much of anything. A lot of people have been waiting to episode fives and episode fours to tell us certain things that they brought up in the first but not this episode man this episode continues to answer things continues to present new problems and new uh, uh conflicts throughout the story that keeps me engaged man it was a, it was enough for it uh for me to say that i, I still very much am enjoying the show man um it, feel, it feels more it still feels more uh what's the word i'm looking for really consistent than a lot of the mcu shows um that we've seen that have that did go kind of in and out in terms of episodes man um and so uh uh, i I don't have too much to add (laughs) that's non-spoilery but i'll leave it that i'm I'm still very proud of them for what they're accomplishing with this show um in in miss marvel still continues to be something i look forward to every week yeah i'm still absolutely delighted by this show at every turn there's still so many things about it that still get me really excited to watch it when it drops on disney plus and i think with this entry into the series now at the halfway point we're getting the answers and the clues that we need in order to successfully tell a a complete story i think for this character and for what they're trying to do with this first season for for miss marvel and ultimately i think that that's been successful now this episode was a little bit more talky definitely has a lot of the exposition Mm -hmm. that i think we've been sort of waiting and looking for and so maybe they could have maybe they could have spread this out a little bit better you know and, and not leave so much heavy lifting to the third episode but what i'm hoping for is that the final three really ramp up in terms of the the pacing and the momentum mm-hmm. because they've gotten a lot of that exposition out the way and so we're just going to get further character development of course a lot of those interactions and then a few more secrets and reveals here and there but because of this episode i think it's going to set up the proper runway for this to be a really satisfying experience all the way through unlike some of these other shows we have talked about where they kind of dip in and out in terms of quality in terms of our enjoyment they might start off really strong and then just sort of fall off of a cliff by the end of it or maybe even the reverse sometimes they sort of sag in the middle i don't find that this is sagging in the middle but i do mm-hmm. see that this is definitely the episode where they have they have to explain a lot of stuff and, and yeah. catch us up with exactly what's going on here and I, I appreciate that because there were some questions that we also talked about on the podcast last week that were absolutely answered this time around and i'm really glad that we do have that information now 
as opposed to episode five and we're still wondering (laughs) like oh they only have one hour left are they going to be able to wrap up all of this in a a meaningful Mm. and satisfying way i don't feel that way just yet with miss marvel and so i think that that's a testament to how well that the story's been told thus far it's also a testament to just the patience that they are having with doling out certain aspects of the story while still giving us enough development and enough to latch on to and to really appreciate with everything that we've seen thus far so definitely not to the heights of the premiere and i think it absolutely falls in line with the second episode which is still really good for me i think that this first three in terms of this show has been a more consistent as you said and probably a stronger first three than a lot of these other series that we've seen typically i'll like one episode or two episodes and one i don't really really enjoy but I've enjoyed all of these equally and, and you know, in, in the case of the premiere, more more so. And so overall, very satisfied with at least where we're heading from from what we've seen this far. But those are our opening thoughts about this episode. Let's go ahead and get into the spoiler talk and talk about everything that went down this week in Ms. Marvel. So if you've not seen the latest edition of the series, definitely go watch it and then come back and finish out the rest of our discussion. So this episode actually opens up with a flashback, which is a consistent thing that a lot of these MCU Disney shows have utilized as a, mm-hmm. as a storytelling mechanism to sort of set the frame of, of what's going on using the past to inform the present. And we actually go back to 1942 to British occupied India, which was around the time of the partition. We heard that referenced in last week's episode. And we start to get to see some of these things that we've been wondering about come to life. We actually get to see Aisha, Kamala's great grandmother, if I'm not mistaken. And we also see her interacting with Najma who was the woman that appeared at the end of last week's episode, the mother of Kamran, which left us on that cliffhanger. And we see this interaction and they've now found the bangle in this, in this underground, I don't know if it's a tomb or if it's just like an underground cave or whatever Mm -hmm. the case was, but they find the bangle and we're starting to learn what exactly is going on here. And and you fast forward a little bit later to a conversation because this is basically, they're using this flashback as a way um, to, to sort of, illustrate how Kamala is receiving this information. And you see that Najma is explaining everything about her family history, about Aisha, and about who they are. And we come to find out that these people are called the clandestines, and they are from another dimension, essentially. And they've they've been trying to get back to their own home, their own dimension, but they've not been successful. But apparently, the bangle will allow them to be able to return to where they came from. And so Najma's explaining all of this. Kamala's obviously... She doesn't really know what to make of it because it's so much information and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of out of her depth at this point as a 16-year-old girl. She's never dealt with this at all, but she's starting to also get a better understanding of where she comes from and what this yeah. bangle actually means and who she's related to and, and all of those different aspects that she's been looking for and, and trying to find out for, for the longest now. And so just, you know, sort of as an introductory component to this episode as a way to sort of set up where we where we would go throughout the rest of the show um what did what did you think about just sort of this introduction of this group the clandestines and the fact that they they don't age they age really slowly so they still look really young the Mm -hmm. bangle is sort of a macguffin to help them get back to wherever they came from what did you think about just this whole framing device setting up this new group entering into the show yeah man we've been playing with the supernatural and god's so much and so often that I think, you know, the, it it's so intentional of Marvel to to prepare us, I think, for moments like this in which characters like this are introduced, man. Um, and so here they they we find out that they're Jin, <laughs> you know, um, and it's like even I, I kind of had a same reaction that Kamala had like Jin. <laughs> are you are we talking about the same Jin? Like, are, are we sure that's what you're saying? You know, genies um, and, and in some uh, uh, even in even cases like d- demons, right? Because there have I have seen movies where Jin is the demon <laughs> in the horror film. You know what I mean? And so it's it's just I was really surprised to hear what they were, but it them coming with with all of those things that you just said. They don't they age slowly. They they do this, and it, it just made sense um, to kind of figure out what these people are and in in kind of the 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 ideas. Uh, that they come from um and so i was i was kind of excited to hear about it because i'm always down for the supernatural um but but hearing that it's gin man i i just wasn't ready for that but i i think there's gonna be some more cool stuff popping up here really soon after seeing especially seeing that first scene um with them in the cave and it, the fact that they took a the bangle off a blue arm whatever the hell that means and there's just so much i think that's like embedded in the show 
that is that's very interesting there's a, there's a hint to like the 10 rings in that scene somewhere and it's like man there's 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 a ton and so i think um i'm just kind of uh, uh even though it, it hasn't always worked i'm still very much proud of, of marvel for easing us into this <laughs> a little bit than just being like here's the supernatural and some weird stuff y'all don't know about it's like okay you've seen kind of some of this stuff before this is what this is what it means and i think um, um, a lot of times how we talk about where you have to see something MCU before you watch another thing. Well, like watching this show was like, hmm, I'm kind of happy I seen Shang-Chi or hmm, I'm kind of happy I watched even even Moon Knight <laughs> before this, you know, because some of that weird stuff is starting to pop up. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely one of the scenes in this episode that I, I, I certainly had to go back and, and rewatch because they had a lot of ground to cover and I wanted to make sure that I was really understanding everything correctly mm-hmm. because they, yeah. they they throw a lot of terminology at you. They throw a lot of information at you. And as you said, the reference to the gin and just like what that means, I think Kamala's reaction sort of tells the story because as she's hearing this from Najma, hearing that they're gin and that that represents like ghosts to her. Mm-hmm. These have been these have been beings that have popped up in her nightmares. And she also had that moment where she said, but it's it's worse because they're they're actually real. Mm. And her skepticism, I think, in that moment is absolutely warranted because Najma also mentioned in that moment that they were exiled from their dimension, but didn't explain why they were exiled. She just casually left that information out. And so I think that that skepti- skepticism again from Kamala's standpoint was very warranted. And I was actually really proud to see her just sort of like have some pause in that moment even mm-hmm. as a 16 year old girl because that's that's something that you can easily fall for as you're so, sort of exploring your family history you're getting more information about where you come from and how your great-grandmother is related to all of this I think it would be easy to have that information sort of wash over you and be taken advantage of but Kamala's a little bit on the opposite side of that because I think she's just ultimately scared and, and, and a little bit fearful about what that all might mean and and doesn't really have all the information that she needs to make a to make a really well informed decision. But yeah. opening up this aspect of like supernatural mystical stuff continues to be really cool. I think, and I think with just the additions of things we've seen in Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, or even Moon Knight, which had a lot of that too, we're seeing this this magical mystical stuff really explode. And you know, Kevin Feige just recently had that quote that's been all over the internet about Phase Four and the next saga is gonna have you know. It's going to have big implications and all will be revealed really soon in terms of where they're going to go with this mm-hmm. entire phase, like the the actual roadmap and the plan. And so I'm wondering how these specific shows and films with this more mystical element might fit into that and how that's going to hopefully be a, a big storytelling component moving forward. But at least with the setup here, I thought that this was done really well to just, you know, sort of casually lean you into it, but also mm-hmm. create that sense of sense of skepticism unfamiliarity and just overall caution that everybody should probably have because one of the big things we said last week was that this all might be a little bit of a a swerve it might be a little bit of a misdirect in terms of who or who may not be the villain in the series and we speculated about what the role that damage control would play in this series because they've been after kamala for a couple of episodes now and then we randomly get a new person pop popping up at the end, and we don't exactly know how she knows Kamala. And then we find out in this episode, but ultimately we we kind of see that the clandestines and Najma is sort of the leader of them. They're not the greatest, it seems like. They're very <laughs> aggressive. They certainly are willing to do whatever it takes to achieve their objectives. And ultimately, Najma loses patience for Kamala. She wants her to utilize the bangle to help them get back to their dimension. And she thinks that Kamala is the best one to use it because she comes from this world and she knows how to use it in this world, at least temporarily. They haven't been able to really unlock the full potential of this bangle. Mm -hmm. And she just loses patience because Kamala talks to Bruno about it. And he's like, well, this might be dangerous. You might want to give this some time and think about it so we can really plan this out. But they don't have any patience. They really want to get back to wherever it is they came from. And so we ultimately see that this results in violence. And we'll talk about the wedding in a second because that's like the big set piece here. But but as you see this all unfold and you see that like these seem to be the true villains of this show, at least the antagonists, because I'm sure that they have maybe proper motivation. Who knows? That's that's really yet to be revealed. But what do you think about this group sort of coming in here as the opposing force to Kamala, especially them being so old, at least mm-hmm. like 100 years old and having a lot of this history behind them. And now they're in this present day world and they're they're enacting all sorts of violence to achieve their objective. 
yeah, I think they're a good fit to 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 really, um, I, I guess, counteract everything Kamala is as a character in this moment. She's such a fresh new face. She doesn't know what her powers do. She is a teenager in high school. And then along comes these super extra mega old <laughs> supernatural people, you know, and it's like, man, I, I just love how different those two opposing forces are. And, that, and the only thing that really connects them, of course, besides, I guess, them potentially being clandestine or aliens, right, or Jin, is is her grandmother. And now it's like, okay, how... How does all this, you know, kind of tie in? I actually love that 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 direction. I think, and I think it also, you know, the clandestine or the gin here are are they kind of serve also as this vehicle to introduce so many other things in terms of MCU connections to Kamala. Like that's really what it is, uh, and 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 I'm okay, I'm okay with that, man. Because that that first scene was just so important, man. The blue arm, which could be Cree, the bangle, the learning that she's a some kind of interdimensional being from long ago. It, like it's all really important, and I think I think this group is gonna is gonna you know catapult. Um, again, not only the them being a, a decent group of villains, because usually we've been getting I think one villain recently. We haven't really been getting like a group of anything. Per se, this is like legit a leader and everybody's on the same page. There's no mind control going on. There's no it's like, no, this is a, a leader in a group. And so I think this is this also sets up a team up later on, whether it's a cameo, whether it's you know what I mean? It just feels they're, they're telling Kamala, you know, they're setting it up. You can't you can't do this by yourself. This and that. Like, I, I, I understand kind of the direction they're going. And I think um again i don't mind it being supernatural and i don't I, I like the way i think they're going with these clandestines also because it sounds really cool to me it's like clandestines and the gin i don't know this is like really cool <laughs> nerdy terms to me that i'm like yeah hell yeah let's do this um and and of course seeing seeing the things they can do later on i guess just their presence i i love how it just looms a little bit over over this world and how they loom over kamala even though they technically need her help they're like mm let's let's we still need to apply some force so i'm I'm here for it yeah and one of the things also with this series thus far at least in these first three episodes it hasn't been super heavy on action and we know that the mcu always provides big spectacle big action this series has definitely been more character focused and character based up until this point which i really really appreciate because i think sometimes we see in these mcu series that they tend to follow a formula I question how much that formula works for them because there's often a third act problem or there might be mm -hmm. a villain problem or just the amount of information that we do or don't have at a particular time. I think that that's been a reoccurring theme with some of these series. And so here, the fact that we've been able to spend so much time with Kamala and then also just her community and the people surrounding her, especially her family, that stuff is so vital to this, right? And I think a lot of folks coming into the series was were super skeptical about the visualization of her powers, right? And mm -hmm. the powers that she had in the comics were certainly tied to her identity and where she was at that particular point in life and just the idea of growing up and puberty and your body changing. And here they're doing a little bit of a different approach. They're tying her powers to long family lineage and history and supernatural elements and things of that nature. And I think that, that amount of the amount of time that we spent just learning about her family, really seeing the relationship between her and her mother, Muniba, and then also just learning about how people view Aisha, her great grandmother, and the fact that she disappeared. And then we meet Kamran, who comes in as like this random new guy, mm -hmm. but he also has ties to her family. I think having all of that stuff really fleshed out in these first three episodes is going to be super beneficial um, because I don't think we get a ton of those moments all the time in some of these shows. We've gotten moments here and there, absolutely, but overall, I think that this is going to just ultimately be beneficial and and seeing that the clandestines and the the jinn as as they've you know sort of referred to themselves as have come in come in as this opposing force my whole thing is now where where is aisha in all of this because mm -hmm. you all certainly have a certain mindset and a way of going about things especially in a violent way to achieve what you want to achieve and aisha we didn't we didn't see that in the flashback she doesn't appear to be that type of person mm -hmm. but we don't know we could be wrong she could she could be everything everybody said about her she could be that's a true. murderer and all of this stuff that's that's really the kind of the crazy part of it that might be 
a subversion in and of itself. But we don't mm-hmm. know that. And I think that that's the big mystery in terms of Aisha's role in the series and how it connects to Kamala and what that whole what that whole lineage looks like, because Muniba, her mother, we have to wonder why she's so hesitant about a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. why she's been so protective. Her grandmother, Sana, is she's a she's a she's a grandma you know she (laughs) she she's at the point of like you know she's very straightforward very forthcoming about stuff she tells it like it is and then at the end of this episode we we get her you know sort of in that in that facetime call saying like you need to come here we we got to talk about some stuff so i think there's still a lot there that we have to figure out but at least for now man this group is uh it's it's a I think it's a formidable group because, as you said, we don't get to see groups of antagonists mm-hmm. that much. It's typically one person, not really a faction of, of individuals. Um, but we should also talk about Kamala's friends because we do get some some sort of updates there. Bruno, in particular, is sort of back in the spotlight in this episode. Last week, it was Nika. Um, this week, it's Bruno. And so Bruno, this time around, is sort of right there alongside Kamala in terms of trying to figure out what's going on here, what this all means, what sort of interdimensional travel are we talking about? And he immediately is like, this is probably something we need to really look into. This is dangerous. And he also had that little reference to Dr. Eric Selvig, which we know is from the Thor movies. That was Mm -hmm. a, a cool moment. But I think also Bruno is still experiencing that mode of jealousy that we saw really come out last episode based on <laughs> Kamran and his appearance. And, you know, Kamran doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be a bad person. He obviously wants to help Kamala, but he's stuck in the middle between his mother and her. But Bruno's kind of here to try to help out in the best way possible. And then he even gets mixed up in the fight at the wedding as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately we kind of see this friendship between her, Nakia and Bruno. It starts to it starts to break down. There's some trust issues because Kamala isn't telling everything Nikki is just now finding out about her powers and so she's really heard about that a lot of stuff happening here amongst their friend group when they seem to be so strong and so tight but because of these secrets that Kamala's been keeping stuff is starting to come apart what do you think about just sort of seeing all of those developments between Bruno and Nikki in this episode I want to um it is interesting that you know I, the the things they're doing to Bruno man I just don't like it it's like, dang, can, can my boy live? <laughs> can he? Oh, my God. It's Brian, in fact. It's, it's Brian. That's his name. <laughs> it's Brian. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because I still, I wish they gave him a little bit more of a chance to use his brain sometimes. Like, even in this episode when Kamala's father comes into the queue, whatever it's called, the little bodega, and he, uh, he has to translate, you know, kind of the Urdu for him. I'm, like, surprised because... He made this entire like Amazon Alexa ish bot in episode one that spoke Urdu. So I was like, dang, dude, like you can't, you couldn't read it yourself. I don't know. Like, I, I still like that moment just because Kamal's dad, I think it's hilarious. But like, I was just <laughs> like, dang, you're supposed to be this big brain kid. I feel like you should be able to read it yourself, man. Um, so, but uh, other, other than that, man, I think it's, it's crazy because Bruno, it, as much as he's trying to help, he's just like in my mind. He's so innocent in all of this. <laughs> he just happens to be a, her friend, bro. Um, and that's usually how it goes, right? But it's like, man, this this people getting tore up at weddings, and, and it's it's a lot going on, bro. I don't, I just know if I was Bruno, I'd be like, whoo, all right, Kamala. I don't know if I can do too much more of this specifically. Like, there's a lot going on, um, man. Uh, and and, it, and I guess in that by that same token it, it did feel like they just sidelined bruno a little bit in this episode versus like nakia who had that entire moment with 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 the department of control you know what i mean like she still had like a whole stand-up kind of kind of thing going on where bruno i feel like i don't know didn't have like a moment really in this episode uh rather so uh but man it it i can only imagine how nakia feels in this moment where it had to be it was literally earlier that day it wasn't even a day had passed. It was probably like two hours between Kamala and, and Nakia in the room and whatever was happening. Mm. <laughs> like in her finding out that she had the powers and that it was her. Um, so I think I, I, I think that's crazy. But, uh, man, we'll have to see. I, of course, I've, you know, Nakia is going to come around eventually. But it's it's man in that moment. I'm I have no idea what how you're supposed to feel, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, one of the things as 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 there's been so much character development, I think, amongst these three for the most part, and others in the show, 
that when you get the moment of Nakia being extremely let down and disappointed about the reveal, you don't like it. You don't like seeing that. And I think even mm-hmm. you saying you don't like seeing what, what what's happening to Bruno here is sort of a testament to how much of a likable person he is on the, on the outside. Like we can just tell that Bruno's a good guy. Like he's there for his friend. He's super smart. You know, he's low key a genius and he's always going to be there for them no matter what. But even though that's the case, he's not being treated in the best way. And he's not, you know, sort of getting, I think that just do, even though he's known about the secret longer than Nakia, which is also an interesting thing because Mm. Bruno was right there to find out about everything. But Nakia is just like now getting it. And so that whole dynamic between these three is, Kind of interesting because what 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 does Kamala say to that? You know, if her and Nakia have that conversation about why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you just let me know what was going on? I would have been there for you. And the fact that Bruno knew this entire time, but she denied that'll be that'll be interesting to see, especially with the whole damage control element of it. The fact that they showed up and, you know, Nakia stood her ground in that moment. But maybe knowing about Kamala could have also helped out that situation a lot better and maybe could have even prevented everything that happened in this episode if we're being mm-hmm. honest with with all the stuff that went down in the in the wedding because if damage control knew earlier then they could have shown up earlier and prevented all the fighting and the melee that took place there and so i think that kamala is having to reckon with that and we even get that moment toward the end of the episode when she comes back home after all the events have occurred she's very emotional almost you know on the verge of tears And her mother's just, you know, she's telling her, like, you know, we want to help you. We're here to help you and protect you, but we can't do that if you're just not honest with us and don't tell us what's going on. And I feel like her mother knows, but she wants Kamala to really, Mm -hmm. really have the the opportunity to express and tell her exactly how it is. And I, I think that that tenderness that her mother is having with her in that moment is something that she can experience from from all sides, but just because of that fear, I think she's experiencing and the fact that she wants to sort of be protective in her own way because she thinks that, you know, maybe intervening other people is just going to be too dangerous. It's actually harming them more than it's helping them mm. is what we're, what we're sort of seeing at this point. But I'll be curious to see what that what that all turns into into the next episode. Like you said, I think they'll Nakia and, and, and um, Kamala will, will certainly have to reconcile to some extent because even earlier before she found out in this episode, they had they had a nice moment of happiness. We see that Nakia actually got voted to the board of yeah. the mosque, which is a really cool development, I think. The fact that like you had the damage control moment. She talked about the law and order reruns, and that's how she knew about the law and the search <laughs> warrant. That was a really cool thing. And she was proclaiming that she was on the board, even though they hadn't finished counting the votes yet. But then ultimately, she did, res- did end up getting that position on the board. Um, do you think that that... That'll become a benefit later in the show, something that they can revisit as like a tool to to utilize in the story that might be beneficial. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I think I think that this story of like having the key on the board for the mosques, it seems like it'll be something that they can revisit as, mm-hmm. as a way as a way to maybe maybe help or be of benefit to Kamala or damage control or something later on in the show as they, yeah. I guess, sort of continue to take on the clandestines. Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope it's something like. I don't know, because she's on the board, Kamala doesn't get in trouble for some I actually have no idea how they're gonna spin it and, and work with it, but it's clearly like you said, an important development that they're gonna use um sometime down uh sometime down the line, man. I think it's it's I love when like side characters are always, I don't know, finding ways to be more important. Cause I've just seen way too often where like there's there's so many side characters are like, okay, but why are you here? <laughs> and at least like Bruno and Nakia, like you could you could tell they're gonna serve a purpose, especially how much screen they get enough screen time. They're in every episode. We always spend time with them. And I think that's another thing I love about this show. Not only that, but like the way we're st- even though like some things we understand why it's happening. We know it, it's we still have some kind of emotional investment. Um, like even how you were saying Kamala will not tell her mother what's going on. But it's like I love how I, I, I'm mad in that moment. It's like, Kamala, if you don't just speak up and say something like I just love that I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like even when Nakia finds out, I'm like, damn. <laughs> and the kid just found out that's that's jacked up she found out from her opening a door or closing a door i was like hey that's not <laughs> i don't think that's like even it would even feel different if she like saved somebody in front of her but she's like closed the door she's like wait what the hell was that you know what i'm saying and so yeah I, I i i love those moments um in that again these these characters can yeah make you make you feel like that it's 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 such a relatable show because it is on the ground and i think it's impressive also how like we're both on on the ground and supernatural together. 
versus mm-hmm. like a Moon Knight. It didn't feel like I I had no no kind of relation to that man. I couldn't identify with anything he had going on. I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was just a lot. But here, it's like mm, there's like different cultural things going on here, family cultures. There's you have friends that you can affect. You have parents you can affect. You have yeah, and and, and it really makes for uh, a better watching experience to be honest, because you're invested and so. All those things, it, 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 it's, it's been impressive so far. Certainly. Let's talk about the wedding because that was a big, big element to this episode. More than half of this week's episode sort of took place at the wedding of Amir and Taisha, who finally had their ceremony, which, by the way, I just got to say, it's just, I don't know, it just makes me feel good to see them get married. Like, you could tell in mm-hmm. the show, like, these actors are really good because it looks like they really love each other. Like <laughs> yeah. they really, they really down for this, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, that, that that's, you know, you don't always get that. You don't always get like two actors who have to come together and pretend to essentially be in love with each other. You don't always get that chemistry, but mm-hmm. I feel like Amir and Taisha in the show, I really feel it between the two. And they seem really joyful and happy about this whole occasion. And it was just really cool to see a ceremony like this, like a, a traditional, more traditional, I should say, Muslim or Pakistani ceremony mm-hmm. where all of their families came out and you see the different, the different traditions and different, you know, sort of proceedings that they would go through and how that all, how that all, you know, worked out. But then you even get that moment, like before the ceremony where Amir's talking to his dad and he's just like, you know, I only have like, what was it like 730 something dollars in my bank account. So he's just mm-hmm. like that, that moment is just him just being nervous about the future and what it may or may not hold yeah. and being a provider and being there for, for his wife and in times of need. Like, I think that that moment of vulnerability so small and they didn't have to do it, but it, it just tells you so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's why I really, I love the, I love their love, at least what they've shown us so far, because those small, those small things that happen on the, on the, on the in-betweens of those bigger story moments, I think take the characters further than, than normal. You know, if you, if you were to maybe leave some of that writing out or just, you know, sort of brush over moments like that. So I really enjoyed just seeing how that all came together that led led into the, you know, the ultimate ceremony that happened. No, that's a great scene, actually. And I loved how he was, in a lot of ways, speaking to Kamala indirectly, too, for something completely different. That's good writing is what that is, like, to be able to to, to, to do that. And so it, it, it's great seeing, um, really, because first and foremost, superheroes have the worst dad issues, almost all of them. And it, it finally feels good to see um, a good dad here, man. It doesn't it doesn't happen every day. Uh, and so I, I love getting that moment. But, uh, you know, I also love just just seeing, like you said, a wedding. And it's a big wedding. There's a lot of people in the wedding. You, even mm-hmm. it was at the house <laughs> the day before. And it was like, it's all your family, Kamala? And they're like, she's like, yeah, Pakistani roll deep. And I'm like, dang, this is a, a crazy family. But it, it it shows, again, you were talking about the love between, you know, uh, him and, 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 and Taisha. But it's also showing the love just between what, their family really is out, even outside of what we've seen in episode one and episode two. It's like even, um, you know, Kamala's mom is like, man, when we first got here, we didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, she said, that's that's the mountain I had to climb. America is the mountain I had to climb. And that's another one of those really, I didn't even think about it till just now. It was a father to son moment and they had a mother to daughter moment in the same episode. And, and, and they were both really good moments, man. Kamala, of course, she didn't like, tell her everything but i love seeing her surrender in that moment you know what i mean and and, and that even uh, uh kind of coincides with how beautiful this wedding is because that's what really this family is and what it, what it's about is this big beautiful celebration of what love is supposed to be and bringing these people together and so man i i thought it looked beautiful i actually the costumes are underrated <laughs> in that entire thing um I, but it's 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 really cool to see man i love it yeah, it was extremely exuberant and vibrant. The costumes, the choreography, the music. It was it was just beautifully beautifully staged and it looks great. And you know, I think that again in terms of representation of Pakistani and Muslim culture, we've talked about this in the previous weekly episodic reviews, man. They're I think that they're nailing it. I'm I'm not of course, you know, a, a Muslim or Pakistani, but just by all accounts of people that have reacted to the series and have talked about that about this in the online discourse who who do come from those communities or those religions they've said that this 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 show is doing it on a level that hasn't really be, been seen in a lot of 
mainstream Hollywood productions. And so mm-hmm. I think that hats certainly need to be taken off. And then even beyond that, as you were mentioning some of those those other character moments, man, all just good stuff. Again, I, I just really enjoy that. Uh, her mother, Muniba, I mean, she continues to shine in the show. I really, really enjoy she's the performances good. that she's bringing mm-hmm. to this. Like she's she's tremendous, really, because you get that that warmth, that motherly feel from her. But you also get that that sternness from her when she needs to be. And you also get the the really joking, casual, loving side of her. Like we're seeing all these different elements and dimensions to her character. And so that conversation she's having with Kamala and she said that that was the loneliest time of her life, man. Stuff like that really hits hard because I think mm-hmm. a lot of us can relate to not necessarily the the immigrant experience, which I know some people can, but if you can't relate to that, you can relate to the idea of transitions and starting over, mm-hmm. right? And 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 right. having nothing. I think a lot of us go through that of having to figure out what that looks like and what that means for us. And even more important than like us as an audience hearing that information, it's equally as important to see how Kamala is receiving it because as you said, in that moment between Amir and his father, Kamala's reaction is what we focus on. We're hearing it in the background, but her reaction, as you said, she's taking away a lesson that's unrelated, but it it, it all is transferable in terms of what the themes are. That stuff is also mm-hmm. just really important because we're getting all of these journeys happening parallel with each other. And I think that that's all, that's all, like you said, it's really good writing and it's really impressive to see them just sort of be efficient with how much screen time they're utilizing for this stuff, but then also service everybody in a meaningful way. Um, Unfortunately, the wedding does not last long in terms of the celebration. It quickly gets dampened by the clandestines who have arrived to take Kamala and to take this bangle. Kamran shows up because he is there to warn her and Bruno's interfering because he's obviously trying to be protective of his friend, but Kamran is mm-hmm. here to here to be of aid. And then ultimately, it's a little too late because Kamala hasn't answered her phone. The clandestines show up, and shit just goes crazy. And I gotta say, this might be one of the better needle drops in a Marvel anything. Having <laughs> Bon Jovi living on a prayer play because mm-hmm. they set it up so well. Call we, got back, the bon- yep. we got the Bon Jovi conversation last week when. When her mother and father were talking about how Bon Jovi was really influential on them meeting and falling in love. And then even at the wedding, you had this sort of like knockoff cover band, Brown Jovi, <laughs> who were singing songs from the band. And then you actually get the needle drop from the from the band itself when the when the action kicks off. That that was really cool to see that go down. Yeah. And then even like the choreography, all of that stuff, man, I like I liked it, it just felt different. You know, again, with a lot of MCU stuff, we get big action on a really huge scale this is not as big it's in a very contained environment Mm -hmm. and they're going throughout the kitchen and the and the back rooms and the main stage of this of this big venue and i just really liked how they how they utilize that stuff it kind of reminded me of it might sound a little bit weird but it kind of reminded me of jurassic park in a sense because Mm -hmm. in the first jurassic park you get the kids running throughout the park um and then they Mm -hmm. go into the main the main pavilion and then they end up in the kitchen and they end up in the back restaurant and they have to run from the from the velociraptors that kind of reminded me of this like seeing a young child just like find anywhere possible to get away from the danger finding any corner or crevice and then when she no longer can hide she has to utilize her powers which we see even more of this week um what'd you think about just that whole sequence of seeing the clandestines pop in the whole fight all the big action that we got out of that out of that moment no, I thought of the same thing while I was watching it. I said, this has to be intentional, where her back was to, like, the metal thing in the kitchen. I was like, nah, bro, this is Jurassic Park. This is, We're doing this on purpose. She's being chased by meta- metaphorical raptors <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> like, this is exactly what's happening. I mean, oh, boy. So, like, the the the, the black woman, I don't know any of the clandestines' name, by the way. Uh, the, the black woman is carrying, like, a spear. The other yes. dude is carrying like some big blunt it looks like a big trophy or something i don't know but he's car- but the scary dude is the nigga with the belt the dude has oh, like a crazy that was ass vicious but it's like it's funny because it's not even like thick <laughs> it's like no a, it's like a whip slash belt yeah, it's a weird it's a weird it's, thing i haven't seen nothing like that before it's crazy because he definitely looks the most intimidating but he has like the smallest weapon but he's also like <laughs> doing the most with it it's wild bro um, but it, I agree, man. I, I love the choreography here where, when, when they are in like, I guess I'm gonna call it the ballroom right now when they're on the ballroom kind of, kind of spot and Kamala has to get away and she's like just throwing stuff, bro. I, I love how like the choreography still tells us that she like 
she's comfortable using them, but she's still not great at using her mm-hmm. powers. Like she's blocking stuff. She's like she's still making like the little lights to jump away and stuff. But it, it, it you can tell she's still not like a super beast. And I'm like, man, that's really that's good because you have to do research in order to have choreography like that, where like people. Yeah, you you just have to know your characters as well as as come up with good choreography, and I think I think that uh, the moment was they they were doing a good job. And even Comrade Man had a little something in him that I didn't I didn't <laughs> yeah. see coming. I'm like, oh, homeboy got training. And the only thing I it's funny because in that moment I was thinking of where's Comrade know stuff? Why is Maniba never taught Kamala how to fight? I was like, dang it, right. she's hiding too much. Train your children, <laughs> young lady. Train your children. Um, but it's 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 it was a ton of fun, man. Like you said, it felt very different. Um, and I'm 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 excited to see more to see what happens and how they continue to 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 keep this story exciting, but still very much contained in that you know we talked about before in that Spider-Man Homecoming feel of it. They're just they, they at home. <laughs> they might not be at home next week, but they at home right now. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so it's 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 just really cool. Yeah that that whole ending really that that's the superhero element of this show coming to life that's really where it comes alive again a lot of this was 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 a ton of character development a ton of conversations between people and this is where we get the big action and i think focusing it on one place where everything was really legible and i think easy to make out is something we just don't always get like i think i think it's easy to take for granted that some of these action scenes in these bigger superhero films or tv series they might not always be the best staged and it it might be hard to follow but this was all it, it just all made sense you know and again i think kamala being sort of the sole person to fight back along with Cameron, of course and then even bruno tried to help it just all made sense in terms of the dynamics and what what was happening and then the clandestines you know sort of showcased how dangerous they can be you know they're very aggressive um and and very forceful in this whole situation and so i think that they present they present a viable threat that kamala's going to have to continue to reckon with as this series progresses through and the powers themselves seeing more of that um still still i think the jury's kind of out on what that mm-hmm. ultimately looks like because we, we we just really haven't seen much you know i think a lot of it has just been the projections of her using it as like a stepping stone or as like a, as a way mm-hmm. to boost up to something we haven't really seen the elo- elongated limbs that much we've seen it a couple times here so i think i think the jury's kind of still out on on that but i'm sure we'll get more of that because we know just based off of previews and other things we've seen, we know that there's going to be like another costume that comes into play. And there's probably going to be a big, a big set piece where we really get to see her utilize her powers. Maybe even next week with this visit to her grandmother alongside, I would presume her mother Muniba, like maybe we get to see a better, a better gauge of these powers. Cause again, I just feel like they have to know this stuff and they just, they just, <laughs> they've just been keeping it secret. And that, and now it finally seems like, all right, we can't we can't not talk about this shit anymore. It's obviously mm-hmm. really bad. It's ruined the ceremony of her older brother and Taisha. Like that's that's been sacrificed because of what's going on here. And so I think that they've now reached a point where stuff has to truly be revealed and, and Kamala needs to get all the information that she needs in order to continue to protect her family, but also maybe get help from her family too. Cause I think we could see we can see some lending hands there. Um, any, any other thoughts about this week's episode or even like what to look forward to next week and what, what may take place over the course of the, you know, sort of the remainder of the story now, now seeing that we are halfway through, we only have three episodes left at this point. What do you, what do you foresee for Kamala? What do you see for Bruno even and Nakia, Kamran? Um, what are your thoughts on just like where the, where the series may head? Yeah, I'm I'm excited because I know I've seen we've seen Kamala's costume and I love them just planting the seeds for it to come to life here soon, man. We see Bruno give her the mask that she left for. Her. We see uh, Nakia give her her scarf that she kind of left behind. Um, and and it, it's a good suit. <laughs> like after seeing it, I'm like, mm, it looks pretty nice and, and at least uh, really comic book accurate, too from what I'm expecting uh, for it to look in an MCU show. And so I'm excited to see that very soon. I don't know if it'll happen next episode, but I'm thinking, I think it may be even five, you know, mm-hmm. potentially it, it, it could pop up, man. Uh, man, the Muniba of it, of it all, it's, I'm just so curious, man. There's no, the, the mother intuition in her is just like, <laughs> I mean, Kamala, Kamala walks in late after a wedding disaster and goes, Kamala, you're here. Did you pull the fire alarm? And I'm like, 
Come on now. Like, I she know no you time. know what's going on. Like, I know you know what's going on. Especially she knows she's been talking to her grandma and, you know, what's going on. So I'm I'm excited for things to pour out from Muniba as well as Kamala in these future episodes. Like you said, she could be be with her um, in Karachi next week, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm excited for that interaction between this family that we just haven't had. It's been such a disconnect. Why can Muniba go in the kitchen and make this plate in 10 minutes i don't know or 10 seconds i don't know but we're gonna figure it out like i need it is the biggest mystery to me because they didn't do that for no reason bro you know what i'm saying like no. that, she's like that's my superpower you <laughs> you don't get to know everything and i'm like i want to know everything you need to tell me how you did that man um so i'm, I'm excited for that to come i'm excited for for bruno to let them use his brain we don't have a we don't have a tony stark anymore we 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 don't know what the hell going on with shuri whatever is going on there but we, we hulk is old bruce banner is still very much uh, a brain right but he's still very much old and so like let the man use his brain riri's gonna be here soon we we need more smartness <laughs> going on and so I, I want them to to, to let bruno do, do that um and and i think they'll continue to let nakia really just be a force she's the most aggressive of them all right like she's kamala is not necessarily a bystander or anything but she's not 10 toes to the ground like Nakia is. If a protest went down right now, I'm taking Nakia over everybody. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, I love that about her. And I think I think they'll use that that aggressiveness. And again, her, her, that spot on the board that you spoke about um, to, to propel something here in the future in tor- terms of helping Kamala. She has this base. And so these next three episodes, I'm, of course, excited to see her family and her friends become that base even stronger because that's what they've been hitting towards this entire time as as Muniba continues to ask her, like, you know, you don't have to do the climb this mountain alone. And so I'm hoping Kamala finds that mountain. Outside of that, there's some cameos coming, bro. I don't know exactly who yet. Part of me just doesn't believe that it's Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. Like, mm-hmm. it's too, it might be too in the face, but something is coming. I don't know who, I don't know if it's a scroll, another Cree we've seen before, another Shang-Chi. Shoot. Jimmy, yeah, it could be freaking Jimmy Woo for all I know, um, <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I have a, a another feeling that like, you know, Agents of Atlas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's like Jimmy Woo's team and like Shang-Chi and Kamala Khan was on that team. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, that. yeah, I don't know if that's something they decide to do or could do. But the fact that Shang-Chi and Kamala feel so connected here. It makes me feel like something like a Shang-Chi could pop up in the series or like even like, a, again, a Jimmy Woo or something could pop up to kind of maybe, again, we 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 have the 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 skeleton of the MCU. We have we just haven't got that straight through. This is the character that's popping up in the show kind of thing yet. And so I, I still feel it coming. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm also excited for that, man. And I'm I'm, I'm excited for for what this shows to bring because it's, it's very different than than what we've seen so far. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm 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 at the place where, you know, it does not feel like we are rushing to the finish. I don't feel worried or cautious about them being being able to utilize their time wisely. It feels like we're exactly where we need to be. Uh and again, I think that that's just such a testament to the story and the writing of the series thus far. So in terms of next steps and what what may come, there's a lot. I think that there's still a lot to happen and it feels like they'll be able to successfully pull it off just Considering how much they've been able to do in these first three, one of the things I forgot to mention is just sort of the parallels that they also have incorporated in terms of just like political commentary. Like I think there's that whole moment earlier in the episode with Nakia at the mosque and she was really upset about that because I think it kind of speaks to that that idea of like, you know, her people being surveilled more often than other groups of people just based off of stereotypical representations of Muslim mm-hmm. people and what they represent and things like that. And so I think I want to see more of that. Like, and they always introduce it in the way that, that isn't on the nose. I think it's, it's done in really subtle yet meaningful ways. So I want to see more of that in terms of the, the main story with, with everything we've been seeing, there's obviously still a lot to be revealed about Aisha and her role in all of this, because she's the big, big mystery of, a lot of these events, right? Is she who everybody says she is? Or mm. is she just a misunderstood person because she disappeared and went away? And maybe we'll get some insight. And now that we know that the clandestines age really slowly, I have no doubt that Aisha is still alive somewhere. We just mm. we've yet to see her, right? Because she would 
she would still yeah. probably look the same exact way as we saw in this flashback. And so I'm expecting to see her at some point and, and ultimately get a better sense of what type of person she really is, because she could either be a huge big bad for Kamala and be totally resentful of her great granddaughter or could be the biggest asset and, and sort of stand side by side with her and her grandmother and her mother fighting against the rest of this group. And so hoping to get a little bit more clarity about that. As you said about cameos, man, Agent Cleary is not in this episode. He's conspicuous yeah, by his absence. True. Yeah. Wonder why? What is he doing? Maybe maybe he just didn't handle this week's, you know, sort of mission because he was out in in the previous episode and they're sort of taking turns, but I don't know. He wasn't here this week and that was mm-hmm. interesting and I think that there's there's still a lot a lot to be revealed about him that we that we've yet to see in relation to scrolls and what it might what it might mean for for the Marvel's movie that comes out next year. But I I I too think that something's going to happen because if a random young teenager in New Jersey pops up as a new enhanced individual and it's caused this reaction so far from like the closest people to her, mm-hmm. imagine what it looks like for people further away that are, that are going to mm-hmm. find out. Like we, wow. we've already seen damage control pop up. We've already seen Comron randomly pop up and then his mother and the clandestines mm-hmm. like people are finding out about Miss Marvel and Kamala yeah. Khan. Like this is, this news is That's spreading true. really, really fast here. And so I think that it's only a matter of time before it gets to really recognizable faces in the future that may or may not appear in the show. We'll have to certainly see, but Exciting nonetheless, really happy with where the series is thus far. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for our weekly episodic review of Marvel Studios Miss Marvel this week. Thank you again for tuning into another podcast. We will, of course, be back next week to talk about episode four of Miss Marvel. That episode will drop on Thursday as usual. But before that, we'll drop our regular weekly podcast. But instead of dropping on Tuesday, it will be coming out on Wednesday. So again, that'll be dropping on Wednesday as opposed to Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. Two pods coming next week on Wednesday and Thursday. We got a lot to talk about and catch up with as always. And we'll be back again next week for Miss Marvel. So until then, folks, we'll see y'all next time. With that being said, y'all, we're at Audi 5000. I have to give one more shout out in case you didn't listen to the last episode. Happy late Juneteenth, man. I hope you celebrated your blackness in whatever way you saw fit this past weekend, man. It was a very, very beautiful weekend. This is the year of 2022 Black Nerds. And remember, always bet on black. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Black Nerds, where we're too black, too nerdy, and we out, y'all. Peace. Just leave it.